Hello and welcome to Words of Wisdom, a podcast dedicated to reflecting on the wisdom of the Book of Proverbs. Your host is Dr. Jerry Weirwool, who will share life-giving truth from Proverbs that will help us become wise and discerning. Wisdom is a journey, and we hope you will join us for this exciting adventure. Proverbs 25:19 reads, "Like a bad tooth and a foot that slips, is confidence in a person who acts unfaithfully in a time of distress. If we consider the structure of the proverb first, we can tell that it doesn't fit the normal forms of synonymous or antithetic parallelism. This is because it exhibits a type of synthetic parallelism, where the parts of the proverb are interconnected and necessary in order to understand its overall meaning. More specifically, it exhibits emblematic parallelism, which is a type of synthetic parallelism where a symbol or metaphor is used in parallel with a literal statement to illustrate the wisdom or the object lesson. It is like painting a word picture to communicate the meaning. In this proverb, there is a dual metaphor used to describe what it looks like for a person to put their confidence in someone who acts unfaithfully. Let's look more closely now at the metaphors to understand more about what they're conveying. Both metaphors consist of members of the human body that are impaired or malfunctioning. The first one is a bad tooth, and the second is a foot that slips. It is probably not difficult for us to perceive that these are both negative examples, meaning that they are both undesirable and detrimental to the proper use of those members of the body. Let's take each of these metaphors one at a time and delve deeper into the image that they are painting in the proverb. A bad tooth refers to a tooth that's been damaged in some way and therefore is unable to perform its normal function in the process of chewing food. The tooth could be chipped, cracked, infected, decayed, or any other number of dental maladies. If you've ever had a toothache, then you can understand the pain that a damaged tooth can cause. While you can't feel anything on the outside of a tooth, every tooth actually has a group of nerves inside it. Thus, when a tooth is damaged, it can affect those nerves and produce severe pain. The most intense pain comes when you attempt to use a bad tooth to chew on something. The pressure that is applied to the tooth when chewing can instigate very sharp and excruciating pain. And usually you realize pretty quick that you can't chew with it. The second metaphor is a foot that slips. Now, we've all probably at one time or another stepped on something slippery that caused us to fall. In that instance, we would say that our foot slipped and we lost our balance and found ourselves reeling in pain from the force of the impact when our body collided with the ground. And hopefully it wasn't on concrete or rocks. Those are probably two of the most unpleasant surfaces that you can fall upon. The meaning of the Hebrew phrase that is translated as a foot that slips is literally a turned foot, which refers to a foot that is either unstable, that is, it's wobbly, or it's lame, and could perhaps be likened to like a dislocated or broken ankle. And so the image that is being set forth in the proverb is not a foot that slips because of stepping on a slippery surface, like ice, but a foot that is injured or impaired and unable to sustain the weight of the body or unable to maintain proper balance. The issue is with the foot itself and its inability to perform its proper function by allowing a person to walk about freely with ease and not being encumbered or facing a potential fall with each step. 
Both the image of the bad tooth and a foot that slips are used as a representation or similitude, that is, like an, an emblem or a symbol, of putting confidence in a person who acts unfaithfully in a time of distress. Putting confidence in something simply means to feel certain about it or willing to rely upon it. When we have confidence in something, it means that we trust it. We depend upon it. If we doubt something or are not sure about it, then we lack confidence in it. Next, the proverb states the object of the confidence is a person who acts unfaithfully in a time of distress. Now, what it means for a person to act unfaithfully is for them to fail to fulfill a duty, obligation, or a promise. They are unfaithful to what they have said they will do or are supposed to do. Another way to describe an unfaithful person is a person who commits treachery. Treachery is a violation of trust, a betrayal. If someone tells you that they will keep a secret that you tell them, and they turn around and gossip it to your neighbors, then they have betrayed you. They have violated the trust that you put in them. If someone works for a company and they are scheduled to do a service call, but then never show up and don't call to cancel, they have violated your trust. I doubt that people will continue calling a business that fails to perform their hired service. If that happens, it's probably better to go with a business that will honor their commitments and provide the service you need when you need it. You might be familiar with the crime that is often associated with treachery. If you commit treachery, especially against a sovereign ruler or national government, then you are charged with treason. And until the Criminal Justice Act in 1990, the penalty for treason in the United States was death. Since 1990, it is now life imprisonment. Nevertheless, treason is a serious offense in the eyes of anyone. But what is more, the proverb says that it is a person who acts unfaithfully, particularly in a time of distress. It's not enough simply that a person acts unfaithfully, but the proverb states that they act this way specifically during a time of trouble. Now, I don't think it's a good idea to trust in someone who acts unfaithfully in general, but I really don't think it's a good idea to put your trust in someone who acts unfaithfully at a time when you really need help. In a time of distress, is when you need someone who is dependable and reliable and will be there for you. I remember this one time not too long ago that I had a heating pipe crack in my house and it started spraying water all over the place. I'm very thankful that I noticed it not too long after it had happened. Otherwise, the water damage in the house might have been worse than it was. I quickly ran downstairs and shut off all the water valves. I then picked up my phone and who do you think I called? Did I call one of my friends who sometimes picks up or who sometimes shows up when they say they're going to? No. I called one of my friends that I trust would be there for me if I needed them. First, I called a friend who I knew could help me fix the problem. And secondly, I called a friend who has established himself as a reliable and trustworthy person. When he says he's going to be somewhere and do something, I can count on him that he will show up at the time he said he would and do what he said he was going to do. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 6 says, Most men will proclaim every one his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. What this proverb is saying is that most people will proclaim themselves to be good. They'll be loyal and trustworthy. But to find someone who actually is, well, that is more difficult to find. 
There is a modern saying that goes like this, prosperity brings friends, but adversity tests them. People love being a friend to those whose friendship is filled with fun and ease of living. But there's nothing quite like facing a trial in life and then calling upon your friends in your time of need. We can learn a lot about their character and values and what sort of friend they really are when put to the test of facing adversity with us. Are they the sort of friend who will go out of their way to come to our side and help us through a tough situation? Or are they the sort of friend who would rather not get involved and will keep us at an arm's length until the storm is over and only then be interested in spending time together again? Being able to know who to place our confidence in is a vital key to living with wisdom, and therefore one which we should not avoid becoming intimately acquainted with. To illustrate this proverb, I'd like to use a scene from a famous movie that you probably have heard of. It's called Toy Story. The movie is about the secret life of toys when people are not around. The plot revolves around two characters, Woody, a stuffed cowboy doll, and Buzz Lightyear, a space ranger action figure. In the beginning, when Buzz Lightyear comes on the scene, he replaces Woody as the favorite toy of a little boy named Andy. Andy used to always play with Woody since he was his favorite toy. But upon receiving Buzz Lightyear for his birthday, Andy's affection and preference changed, and he began to play with Buzz rather than Woody. The two toys become arch nemeses as Woody becomes consumed with jealousy. Woody then plots how he can get rid of Buzz so that Andy will go back to playing with him. Woody tries to trick Buzz and causes Buzz to fall out of the bedroom window. Later, when Buzz catches up with Woody and confronts him, Woody's plan backfires and they begin fighting and end up both falling out of the car and getting left behind at a gas station. In their feeble attempt to try to catch up to the car where Andy is, Woody and Buzz are captured by another child named Sid, who then takes them back to his home, which turns out to be next door to Andy's. Woody and Buzz struggle to escape from Sid's house, but to no avail. The following morning, Sid comes in to his bedroom and grabs a hold of Buzz and straps him to a rocket that he is going to launch in the backyard. Sid is notorious for destroying toys, and Buzz falls into despair as he thinks this is the end for him. But during their time in captivity in Sid's house, Woody and Buzz realize that they don't have to be enemies, and they can both be Andy's toys. And so, while Buzz awaits his imminent demise of being launched into the sky and blown to pieces by a rocket, Woody thinks up a plan to free Buzz from his impending doom. By approaching Sid's other toys, which are deranged, mutant-looking Frankenstein toys that Sid created, Woody pleads with them and convinces them to help him execute his plan to free Buzz. In the end, Woody's plan is successful. Woody and Buzz escape and flee to the safety of Andy's home, where they arrive just in time to hop in the van as Andy's family is moving away to a new home that day. Now, that isn't the end of the whole movie, but this part is helpful to illustrate the proverb. Fueled by his jealousy of the attention that Buzz was receiving from Andy, Woody attempted to overthrow Buzz and dispose of him so that he could reclaim his former place as Andy's favorite toy. 
That sure sounds like treachery to me. And if we consider Andy's toys to be a small self-governing community, then that would constitute treason. Given the fact that Woody has acted unfaithfully toward Buzz, Buzz didn't have any reason to think that Woody would come and rescue him when he was strapped to the rocket. I would say that Buzz probably didn't have any confidence that Woody would come through for him in his time of distress. But throughout the struggle that Woody and Buzz went through at Sid's house, Woody's heart began to change. And he began to act differently and view Buzz in a different light. Woody discovered a deeper bond that he and Buzz share as fellow toys of Andy. And that this bond was more important than who was considered Andy's favorite toy. Thus, even though Woody previously acted treacherously toward Buzz... In Buzz's greatest time of need, Woody was the only one who cared enough to come to his aid and deliver him from Sid's insidious plan. Perhaps if Woody was Buzz's good friend from the start, then Buzz might have a reason to place his confidence in Woody. But Woody's character left no room for Buzz to think that Woody was trustworthy or dependable. Thankfully, for Buzz's sake, Woody changed and showed himself to be the one toy with the courage to stand up to Sid and free Buzz, saving him from destruction. Most of us probably don't have people in our lives who act unfaithfully by trying to dispose of us because of jealousy that we are the favorite toy. But we probably all have people who we know aren't on our side, or who aren't willing to disadvantage themselves for our sake, or who are flaky and unreliable. It is this category of people that the proverb is warning us to not place our confidence in. To expect a person to act in a way contrary to their character is foolishness. Unless a person changes their character, you should expect them to act in ways that are consistent with their proven character. And if breaking promises, betraying loyalty, and failing to follow through on commitments is an established pattern of someone's character, then what should we expect of that individual except what they have demonstrated to us about who they are? And what is probably even more certain is that such people will not act in our favor, especially in times of trouble, when they would have to inconvenience themselves on our behalf. I find it intriguing what you can learn about people when facing adversity. When people have to put their skin in the game to help you in times of trouble, it reveals a lot about who they truly are and the depth of their relationship with you. So what can we learn from the proverb? Well, to rely upon a person who acts unfaithfully is about as good of a decision as trying to chew food with a bad tooth or walk down the street with a foot that slips you will likely end up only in disappointment and pain. But if we put our trust in people who show themselves to be true to their word, who walk with integrity, and who are willing to help us and even suffer with us in times of distress, then we will not misplace our confidence. People who are dependable are people who have built that reputation for themselves, and it doesn't happen overnight. Therefore, if you're in a tight spot, facing a hardship, or simply needing help, call upon someone who you have good reason to trust. The pain and disappointment of an unreliable person failing you when you needed them the most makes experiencing the distress even that much more bitter. 
don't choose to lean upon someone who is prone to let you down because they will likely prove your suspicion about them to be right and you will be left to struggle your way on your own or scramble to find another person to help. This is the wisdom of the proverb. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Words of Wisdom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be so appreciative if you would share this podcast with your friends. And if you have been blessed by this work, please consider supporting the podcast by clicking on the donation link in the description.